All right, here we are. Borderline Raptors, episode number 12. Kitch joining very shortly. Denno taking a break this week due to, uh, I think, the fact that he has kids. He's 51. He's got kids that are combined uh, three and a half. So uh, sometimes life gets in the way uh, of the pod for Denno. So no, uh, no Denno this week. But Kitch and I uh, survive it without him. Uh, if anything, I, I'm not going to lie. I think it's a much smoother flow this week, but we'll see if Denno can uh, can find his way back next week. But uh, here we go. It is NBA talk, Raps COVID talk, which really there isn't much to report, seeing as we don't know who the Raptors are, who have the COVID. Uh, we talk Westbrook trade, the Harden fiasco, um, give our NBA uh, – Western top eight seeds, which I don't do very well at this one because uh, I'm not going to lie, I did not put a lot of uh, pre-pod thought into it. Uh, and then it's into our regular segments, uh, NFL storylines, uh, backyard gambling, what drives you, which what drives you this week uh, may be worthwhile for you, uh, especially if you have a 15-year-old boy in the house. Uh, and then it's uh, AOB and we wrap it up. So it's uh, it should be quicker than it is, but it isn't. So it'll this will keep our uh, our hour long listeners who like the hour long pod. Guess what? This is the pod for you. So, uh, but first, uh, in a very timely, which we do talk about the Jets and um, Raiders fiasco, but we got uh, Christopher Johnson here to give us a few words on uh, Christopher Johnson is the CEO of the Jets who hired Adam Gase and. Uh, some of his thoughts here are very poignant. So uh, the question to Christopher Johnson was, what did you think of Adam Gase's decision-making uh, at the end of the last game uh, between the Jets and the Raiders? So, uh, Christopher, please enlighten us. You know, he is uh, intelligent, forward-thinking, aggressive. He's, he's to paraphrase uh, Wayne Gretzky, He's coaching to where football is going. Dunno. Oh, no, he's not here. Kitch. Hello. You know what? Here's the deal. We're going to reach our target goal tonight because there's no Denno. Because I really do. I, I've listened to a bunch of the podcasts recently, and I do think that Denno is the problem. He talks too much. Really? Denno's long-winded? Denno's long-winded. He talks too much. He's always interjecting. You two are usually fighting. So that's usually part of the problem. And I think tonight will it'll be smooth. It'll be a very smooth podcast. Let's go. Hopefully, hopefully. Uh, and you know what? A, a bunch of people reached out to me this week asking again to to find out about your mental health, which is nice. The people are we have listeners. We do have that's listeners. Good. They, that's yeah. good, actually. That's good. Yeah. And I can tell, but based on our our pre pod, I think you're in a good space tonight. <laughs> I'm tired. Just tired. <laughs> Just <laughs> mentally and physically I'm, exhausted. I'm exhausted. Yeah, not fired up. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're kicking things off uh, NBA style, like we like we always do, because we're a Raptors based podcast. Uh, and the big news out of Raptor Land this week is that there have been three positive COVIDs, except we have no idea who they are. It's a very it's a very mysterious. It's almost like a board game. I'm shocked, I'm shocked it hasn't leaked. Like, I'm shocked. Like there's got to be somebody who's who wants to leak this. Like I'm shocked that it's it's been so tight that I, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, it is impossible to find. I agree yeah. with that. So I, I speculation. I, my only speculation then is it has to be players, not like if it was staff or coaches or like administrators, we would have heard that's what it was. So it has to be. I'm guessing it's uh, players, and I'm guessing it's 
probably a Pascal, a Freddie, or a Lowry's in there somewhere. Maybe. So it, it is. It probably. Yeah, you're right in the players. I'm pretty sure because they did hold like a non-contract, non non-contact practice on Monday. So when they're supposed to be full on, they ran a practice that was non-contact. So that's probably telling you that they're a little they're a little unsure as to as to, as to who who was playing defense against. Them. Yeah. It must be tough to run a scrimmage six feet apart. It's gonna be really and not knowing who has what. That's and it's crazy. So I was, I was just like, so they held they held on Monday. They had a non non contact practice on Tuesday. They did a full practice day, a full board practice today. They have an inter squad inter squad scrimmage game on Wednesday. So they have a, they have that on Wednesday, and then the preseason starts on Friday. Like, and then the season starts in, in two weeks today. The season starts like fourteen days from now. That season. There is gonna, you're like, hey, what you said last week, there is going to be some early injuries. There are going to be some injuries. Oh, then, my God. Like, this yeah. is. And this LeBron is, was out today. LeBron was out today saying, yeah, I'm going to take, I'll, I'll be taking the restart of the season fairly cautiously. Like, he's not going to, he's not going to be getting back in there playing 40 minutes a game against fucking, you know, uh, Atlanta. I don't think that's going to, uh, so yeah, I think there's going to be all kinds, there'll be injuries. There'll be stars not playing. You see, the NBA came out and then said, yeah. um, Hundred thousand. They were well, but they relaxed their rules about uh, when you can play players up for nationally televised games. They even relaxed that. They're like, we get it. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna play all your stars for nationally televised games this year, that's okay too. Also, they pulled back because they were going to do the hundred thousand dollar fine on on that. It was good. Oh no, they no, they pulled back. They pulled okay. back like yesterday. Oh, which okay. is fair enough, right? Like, and oh, they, yeah. oh my god, if you if you we actually we should talk about that the first half of the season because you know they're delivering the schedule in two in. Uh, in two segments, right? Pre and post. Oh my God. The Raptors got what a bonanza for TV viewers. <laughs> if you have a team that you like to follow, oh my, they're playing four times a week. Awesome. Like it is awesome. <laughs> it is really awesome. And I and you know what? They've got to go to this um concept of playing like those teams twice in the same city all the time. Like the, the Heat, the, I think their first uh back to back is against the Heat, but the, both games are in Miami. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Carry a grudge. Carry a grudge. Carry it over the next night. Oh, yeah, exactly. Imagine game one, something happens. That, yeah, you're right. It's like baseball all of a sudden. Yeah, you know what? I'm throwing it at your head. I'm throwing it at your head the next game. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, so, yeah, I think, but other than that, it's all quiet in Raptorville. Uh, other than, I must admit, I'm going to, uh, because we have so few listeners, uh, <laughs> Xerox President Al, uh, who's a, who's an avid listener. He's a former uh, president of Xerox, but he's an avid listener. Uh, and he was a little disturbed the other week when he was telling me, he's like, are you, are you getting ready to watch the game? And I said, well, what game? He's like, what do you mean? Like the Raptors play tonight. This is like on, on Saturday. And I said, uh, oh, I, I didn't realize that. I don't, I, but that seems weird seeing his camp like just open, but I don't think they're playing. And uh, he's like, no, we're playing tonight. My, his wife's a huge Raptors fan yeah. and Teresa. And, I said, oh, she said, yeah, okay. So we get off the call and like an hour later, look it up and I'm like, it's a week later, but they'd set their, their Saturday night. This was a big deal. Like this was their COVID Saturday night was to watch the preseason Raptors. Wow. <laughs> I had to burst this bubble. I had to burst this bubble. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're going to watch next Saturday. Get ready. Cause you're watching next Saturday. You got a week to prepare. So he was, yeah. and he didn't like the fact that I was right. He definitely didn't like that, but, and I wasn't even right. I didn't know, but he was just, he's like, I'm a little, his, his words were, I'm concerned for your pod. If you're the CEO of the Raptors Borough Line and you don't even know when they're playing, I'm concerned for the health of your pod. I was like, Ooh, he had me think. I'm like, that's why, that's why I double checked. I'm concerned about Xerox. I'm concerned about Xerox. <laughs> well, he's former president. 
right. Yeah. You know what? I think Al's concerned about Xerox too. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So listen, on to other NBA news. The I think the big news since we last chatted, uh, Westbrook trade, which actually dovetails into the whole Harden situation. But let's talk Westbrook for Wall. Any thoughts? <laughs> That's a tough one. Like I, Westbrook, Westbrook likes his own sandbox. So he's coming to. Is he going to? He, and he's kind of the same player type as as Bradley Beal. So I just can't see that working. I can't see Westbrook and Beal coexisting on the same team and being willing to share the ball. And they don't have a lot else. I know they got Bertrands, but they don't have a they don't have a ton else on that team. So I. I'm, I don't think I don't think I'd expect much out of Washington this year. Um, Wall going to Houston. I think Houston is just being desperate. They're trying to they're trying to get people that, they're trying to get people to play for them who actually want to play for them. And uh, nobody seems to want to play in Houston <laughs> Houston anymore. So so I can see that working. But the fact you're paying that kind of money for a guy who hasn't played in two years that's a risky that's a risky investment. You are desperate when you're when you are pulling that kind of maneuver. So. I think it's a fantastic trade for the Wiz, right? Marilyn Joe should be beside himself. You just got rid of an asset, or I, I wouldn't even, asset's not even the right word. A guy making 40 million, like you said, who hasn't played in two years, uh, who is a bit of a uh, ball hog himself, and now you've shipped him out for probably the biggest ball hog in the league. However, on a much friendlier contract for you, and what what's the down? You you're probably more competitive this year. Uh, they're they're now a borderline playoff team. I would dare say, even though some pundits are like they're going to be like a five or sixty, which I don't see that. But uh, I think it's a great great deal for the for the Wiz long term. And yeah, it makes them a slightly more relevant. Westbrook's always fun to watch. Like, that's a, like you don't mind watching Westbrook play because he he guts it out. He tries hard. He's going to do a lot of crazy shit good bad or otherwise so like, yeah if i'm the wizard this is this is a major major upgrade and they probably are they're probably in the fight for the eight maybe seven seed but uh yeah i i don't i don't mind it if i'm the and if i'm houston what what are you getting what are you getting with wall i mean you, you're kind of like no one knows what houston's doing all of a sudden and the whole harden thing is a bit of a mess as he is now not reporting to camp and my thought, so we're going to dovetail right into it now uh, after that great analysis of the trade. Um, if I'm Houston, I would tell James Harden this very succinctly. We're not trading you for the foreseeable future. So show up, don't show up. If you don't show up, it's probably better for me because I don't have to pay you the $40 million. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. There, there's, there's a thing called a contract. You sign a contract, you are obligated to that team. I, if you're a free agent, okay, I get it. You want to ship around that. But if, if you are, if you sign a contract with that team, then show up to play for that team. And don't just show up when you want to show up. Like that. that, that so the coach, the coach came out. Silas, Silas Junior. Yeah, and he was he was saying, oh, I was glad to see him here, and he's showing that he has commitment, showing coming up to the team. I said, no, he doesn't show any commitment coming to the team. He shows like he doesn't want to be here. He's showing up last minute. Like he is that that this does not help his image at all. This, this well, actually weakens his. I think Khloe Kardashian maybe killed his image to begin with, but I agree. It's he's it's been lessened with this uh, with this development. But here's where here's what I think. The NBA obviously is a players' league. We all get that. 
right? However, there are times when you have leverage and there are times when you don't. He's got three years left on this deal. There's two, two, zero. Two years. Uh, you know what? I read three. I read two. I think, four. I think it's two plus an option, but it might be a team option. Okay. But whatever. Two or three. He is a no, he is limited leverage at the moment. He's a massive contract. So the trade form is not easy. You have to like, there are very few teams who can actually pull off the trade form, but by not showing up. Oh my God. Like you are not helping. You're not helping. Like, and for Tita or for Tata, whatever the, the owner's name of uh, Houston, like everyone keeps talking about how he's in financial trouble ruins. Of course you can't be in financial ruins when you're, when you own an asset worth 2 billion. Um, but his other restaurant business have obviously been hurt by COVID and whatnot. And they're sitting there going, he'd love to not pay 40 million this year. Yeah. And, but I just thought a principle, I would, you're not going to win a championship now anyway. So it's not like you've got anything to prove. If I'm him, I am just, I'm putting my foot down going, it may be a player's league, but not this year. Yeah. This year it's and, my league. And, and this is, and this is what is gradually getting wrong with sports is guys demanding trades. Like, like I, I demand you to trade me. Like, that, that's ridiculous. Like, when does a player who has a contract have a leverage to demand me to me me to trade you? Like, that is that that just drives me crazy when I, when a when a pro athlete who has signed a deal for an extended period of time and then halfway through demands to be traded from that team. Well, I agree, especially and he's got X number of years left on his contract. Uh, how about at least it, you? Only time you have leverage is when you were Anthony Davis type right when you're going into your last year where maybe they might get not get anything in return for you like that's when you can sit there but now like if i'm houston i just i'd wait it out and you know what imagine if, if hard didn't play for the next 20 months what's his value then right yeah from another team's perspective right? yeah it doesn't help houston necessarily at that stage either but it doesn't help him oh his image yeah, yeah. Is, is this guy committed as soon as things go bad here is he going to jump ship here like yeah it's totally and I call his bluff right now too. My, I guarantee you that once the season starts in two weeks and the paychecks stop coming in, he's back. He's back in the lineup. Now, what are you getting? And I mean, he barely tried to play defense before this. I can't imagine he'd be a great asset for you. Uh, and I, I mean, that's the other part of it. But I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's horrible. Uh, and my God, he, the Nets came and trade for him. Like that's the other part of it. It's like they, they, like he wants to go to the Nets. It's not even doable. And I actually kind of wish he would go to the Nets because that would be a disaster. The three of those, those three idiots playing together, <laughs> that would be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. He's also talking about Philly again now. He was off Philly. Yeah, but, now he's back on Philly again. But Philly makes a little bit of sense because obviously they'd have to give up Simmons. Right. Right. So now it's Harden. It's his team. He can ball hog it. Uh, you got Embiid, who'd be a nice asset to him. Like, like that one actually kind of makes sense. I don't know if they could ever go deep in the playoffs with that sort of setup, but that one sort of makes sense to me. I actually kind of, I kind of like that. And you know, what? if I'm Simmons, I wouldn't mind going to to Houston. Starting over, he's young enough. They could build around him. And you know, what? as we talk about this, the West is starting to get weaker and weaker. Like all the all of those top players are starting to slowly migrate. From the west to the east. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, well, for our for our middle of the road fucking Raptors team, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's not good for us. <laughs> it's gonna be impossible, Freddie, to make an all star team like this. <laughs> oh, these guys. Last been. year was his best chance, which he should have made, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, um, so yeah, I, I I don't know. 
this that whole Harden Houston thing just drives me. Yeah, I'm not a big yeah. fan of that one. No. Uh, do we have any other NBA storylines? Yeah, week? top. We're gonna do the top eight teams in the West. Oh yeah, top eight teams in the West. That's right. Yo, well, listen, get get ready. Let me figure who how many teams are in the West, and then I can tell you. Uh, yeah. Isn't that... Well, we, what did we do last week? Did we go reverse order? We start from the top. We, we went the st- top because the top was easy. So we can do that. We can do that. That easy. Yeah, I, I can do that. That's no problem. You want to start? do your one? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll start. Hey, well, Lakers are clearly one. I mean, they got better. Like again, we were. I, I asked the same thing. Which teams got better? I don't know if anyone in the West, other than Lakers, got better. So they're. I think they're almost. I hate to say it. They're almost like a head and shoulders, like no brainer. Going to win the. Going to win the West. Yeah. Unless we need injuries. We need. Some, we need some injuries. We do need, we do need injuries. Yeah. <laughs> we totally need injuries. All right. Number two. What do you got? I'm going to go with the clip joint Clippers. I thought you thought they weren't as good this year. Well, they're not, but I think the West is so much weaker. I really do think the West. like you start to look at those teams, which I'm going to do in like 10 seconds as I do my research here. But, uh, who else? Well, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I need to back. Actually check that. I backtrack out. I forgot about my, gonna, I forgot my take, love for Denver. You're going to take my pick. I knew it. Yeah. I was, I, I'm I like, about my love like, for Denver. And yeah, I did say that. I, I remember during like, during the bubble, I think I said Denver could win the whole thing next year. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to win Denver too. Denver too. So Denver was my two. I actually had Denver in two, and I, I was shocked that you weren't there with me on that one. So I'm glad you came around. I'm glad you came around. I, I totally did. So that makes three easy Clippers. Clippers is three. Yep, Clippers is three. Now it gets a little more. Now it gets a little more interesting. Yeah, but you know what? Um, it does. But to me, everyone is down on the war. Like I, I get the Warriors of the four seed. Four. Ooh. Yeah, I think I don't think wow. they're horrible. I really wow. don't think they're horrible. Uh, I think everyone underestimates the Kelly Oubre pickup. I think Wiseman's going to be better than people think he is. And again, as long as they stay healthy, Draymond's a step back from what he was. Steph's probably a step back from what he was. But like the West is weaker. But I like the Warriors four. I'm going to go with Dallas. I like Dallas four. I like the combination. Ooh, those, really? those two boys. Okay, you got you got the you got the future league MVP. I think I think this is his year. I think this is his year where he's really going to make a difference. Uh, so yeah, you could say it, but I mean, I don't know if they upgraded much from. I, well, even they, they lost go- the, they lost the other Curry, which I don't think, <laughs> I don't think helped them. But going down the list, I tried. I looked at the next six teams. Like, not many upgraded. I was, I was trying to find teams that upgraded. No, it is. I know it is hard. To, it is hard to to pick. All right, so. I mean, Dallas is my five. Yeah, so, so my five, would... my five is Utah. Oh, really? I see. Yeah, I guess you know what? I probably forgot about Utah too. <laughs> uh, they're solid. They're solid. They great, big, good, big men can score some points. Guy, and they, guy who can score. <laughs> you think about it. They didn't really. They didn't upgrade, but they didn't downgrade either. They're pretty no. much status quo, and yep. they were a Mike Conley shot away from winning that first round of that playoffs, being top four. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. You have them five. What I, I said, Dallas five. All right. Uh, well, then I have Utah six. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, th- I got, I actually put in Golden State at six. And I, I thought, oh, that's going to be something that uh, is higher than what Bart has him at. So, yeah, the fact oh, you I have like four, Golden State. I, I do like six. Golden State. I, I think they're going to be, I think, I think we've underestimated um, how good they're actually going to be if they're, if they're healthy and ready to go. And I think motivated too. Let's not forget, they, the Warriors are going to be. Very motivated after coming in last or second last, missing out on the bubble. They're trust me, they're gonna be good. But yeah, Utah. Yeah, I probably should have flip flop Utah and Dallas there. But uh, all right, so that's what we one through six already. Yeah, we're flying through it. 
Um, as much as I hate to say this, I'm going to go the Phoenix Suns. Oh, seven. Wow, Phoenix. I did. That was my nine. I just I t- I talked about it nine. No, that was. I'm going Phoenix Suns. I do like that I mean, though. I like. I'd be happy if there's. I could see them being seventh. I. I yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not uh, out of the realm of thinking they could be seven. I think the obviously Chris Paul is an upgrade. I don't think it. If I'm Chris Paul, I'm not loving it. Uh, but he's an asset they could present. If it all goes south, people get hurt, they could trade him. But yeah, that team, Chris Paul and uh, Booker, that's a solid, solid backcourt. It's going to win you a bunch of games at home, for sure. I think so, for sure. I, I like that pick. I went, with, I went with Portland. I went with Portland at seven. Um, they, they, didn't, they didn't really lose anybody. They're still solid. They, uh, they've got, they've got a, a, a good core, so... I, you could make yeah, you could make the argument, especially after last week when I talked about how much I love their uh, over under win total. You're right. I forgot all about them too. Actually, that makes <laughs> that makes sense. I'd like to redo my one through eight. Actually, I think I'd do a little research before the pod. Actually, I'd like to redo. Uh, other than Lakers, I feel really good about the Lakers, but now I'd like to redo. Now I do like Denver Clippers. You know what, Portland? I, forgot, I totally forgot about Portland. Um, <laughs> all right, we got Nate. We got. Well, Nate. I'm gonna have to obviously I have to go Portland. So, so this this is this is surprising for two. I, I'm gonna go Memphis. I think Memphis is young. I think they they looked good last year. Like they had a, a huge win streak last year. I think uh, I think I think that team's only gonna get better year after year here. Yeah. So here's my argument against Memphis being a playoff team. They're 100 percent dependent on John Morant, like being that much better in year two. They didn't upgrade at all. Right. They didn't add any veterans. Uh, they, no more scorers. Like I, I think it's. I mean, it's not out of the question. If they're nine, if they're a nine seed, it's not out of the question. Especially. And by the way, are we even factoring the pl- the play in? Did you see the play in rules? No. No. Yeah. So we're not even factoring that in properly. The new play in rules are awesome. So they seven, eight, nine, ten. Seven, eight play a game at the end of the season to determine the seven seed. 9-10 play a game to determine the nine seed. Yeah. And then the winner of 9-10 then plays the loser of 7-8. And then 8-9 play each other. Or, you know, those two, the winner and loser play each other. And then that determines the eight seed. Does, so they don't, really. They don't have to beat them twice? They, is it one, they must have to beat them twice. They, no, but you have two chances. No, what they've done is, so the 7-8 seed, they basically say in that team, you've got two chances to get in. Win the 7-8 seed game or win the 8-9 seed game and you're in. So you get two shots. So that's how they've done it. So no. So when the winner of the 9-10 plays the loser of the 7-8, it's it's winner take all. So really, if we were doing this properly, we should actually be naming 10 play, ten yeah, teams. True. So let's, yeah, true. So let's do it. So now I feel better about it. So you know what? So yes, I will go Memphis as my 9 seed. So I, the, my nine seed, which we, which I'm shocked you, we've left a, like Houston, like we, we really like Houston's not, they, they still got, if they still get, if they still have Harden and they got a healthy wall, like we if, gotta, we if, gotta put them in the top Harden. ten. they have Harden, no, you know what? Out of my distaste for what Harden's done, he's not a top ten seed. No, and even up, listen, I'm gonna go on a limb and say, if he does play, they don't make it. Really? I, yeah. Listen, they lost. They lost a lot. I mean, they've got um, who's their uh, three-point shooter coming back? Oh, I can see his face. Yeah, Tucker. Uh, no, no, they got PJ Tucker coming back. They've got um, God, I can't remember his name. Anyways, they're the three-point shooter. 
But after that, they lost a lot of their pieces. Rivers is gone. Obviously, Capella they traded. Uh, I'm telling you, they're not great regardless. And I don't like Wall. You don't even know what you're going to get. I'm telling you, they even with Harden, they may not be a ten seed. But you're going. So I went Memphis nine. I went. I went Portland eight. Memphis nine. You went Houston nine. I went Houston. I went Memphis eight. Houston nine. Right. So we are a ten seed now. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sacramento. Hmm, really? Yeah, I like Sacramento. I'm gonna go. With- Bagley can actually play more than twelve games. Darren Fox, the kid they drafted, not horrible. Yeah, I like him. With the what's his name, Buddy Heald. Yeah, they're not horrible. A ten seed. There's only three other teams. That, or there's only like four other teams that are worse than them. <laughs> Six, and there's sixteen teams in these cards. <laughs> Yeah, maybe fifteen. Oh, sorry, only fifteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, so I, I'm going to go with I am going to go with New Orleans. And New Orleans, I'm going to I'm going to oh, look for. I forgot New Orleans. I'm going to go to New Orleans. I'm going to go New Orleans. Ten. Jesus, yeah. Sacramento's out. New Orleans. 10. I totally forgot about Zion. The Zion experiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Zion stays healthy. They're a ten seed. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. that seems you're a disaster. Reasonable. You're a disaster in this section. <laughs> you're a disaster. We have to edit. We have to edit. It. Just by the, when when you hear this tomorrow, it might just be you talking. <laughs> this segment, I agree. I've not uh, I've not lived up to it for this segment. <laughs> it's a long day, long couple of days. I golf, tennis, tennis in those two days. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. You go outside. I've quarantined, quarantined, quarantined. <laughs> well, you know what. Don't live in one of those crazy countries. I'm in the U.S. It's everything's safe here. Everything's yeah. Everything's, everything's very safe here. Here is what you want. You have ten people in a restaurant. With no I'm with Trump. To- you know what? Let it let it mass play out. <laughs> Herd immunity. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. None of my <laughs> none of my parents are around here. They can't get it from me. I'm fine. Any, so do any so do any of your buddies have it? Like do do, do you know people down there who have it? You know it's crazy. We've talked about this a bunch in the last few days. It, it's like it almost doesn't even exist down here. Like everyone's just sort of living their own life. But yes, I've heard a number of stories, but not people that I directly know. But there's a guy, a guy in my golf group who knows a guy who was at a restaurant and two days, he was in the restaurant. Two days later, he had it and he only got it from the rest. He's an older guy. That's the only place he'd been. So yeah, it's definitely around. Listen, Annie's tennis instructor, she had it. There's a couple of people in uh, Bobby's school who had it, but it's just, it is a totally different mentality of how you react to that shit here. And I'm not saying, I, I, I don't like it. Like, I'd much rather see everything just locked down and everyone survive. That's so, like, it, it, so I look at it from here, from, like, it, it, it seems like like every second person in the U.S. has it. Like, from, from what I hear in the radio, it seems like it seems like every second person in the U.S. has exposure to this. Exposure to this. So from, from our standpoint, it's like, man, how does, like, when I talk to you, I'm thinking, how, how do you not have... 10 of your 20, 20 closest friends not not have yeah like that. am i still playing tennis and golf and at the club we still do shit indoors which we shouldn't be <laughs> but we totally uh, i agree I, it it is but i think that is like i really do think it's coming to a certain extent i think the whole wave around thanksgiving is coming and then christmas will be a fucking disaster all the kids coming home from school like yeah this is obviously but the vaccine starts on like early next week, which, yeah. but, to, but to rule that out properly, it's going to take forever. Uh, so 
Yeah, I, I listen. I agree. We we talk about that often. How it's it's amazing. It's not more like right in our face here, but you know we're good people. So that's uh, and we now, take you, vitamin D. We take you, vitamin. D, so we're fine. You found the black market for the vaccine yet? Like, have you have you been able to? You know that's got to exist. You know, you know that's ask, ask Marcot. He's a dark web guy. He'd be all over that shit. <laughs> or, yeah, for sure. He'd find that. <laughs> uh, all right. Listen, we are. Where are we? We're. We're done with AOB and NBA. So uh, and NFL storylines, 24 minutes, 26 minutes in. NFL storylines. So the biggest storyline. And how about the biggest storyline being don't ever bet the NFL because it's fucking impossible. <laughs> it, how about that? It is impossible. Poor Stover. Stover and I are struggling. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you are struggling for sure. But I think I, I got Slacker. Slacker texted me. NFL is it isn't right. It doesn't work. He's done. He's done with betting the NFL. I agree. There's there's no algorithm for it. There's no consistency. There's no, yeah. there's no, no team shows up one week, doesn't even show up the next week to play. It's but anyway, the big storyline I think is the Jets totally tanked that game. Oh you, yeah, you didn't like this when it happened. It's, I was well, I I actually had Vegas in the uh, in a teaser, so I was happy to happen. But I'm like, it was so obvious in my eyes, like. I was listening to the Simmons podcast the other day. They had a sample size, 258 uh, attempts yeah. of this. 40, 40 plus yards needed, end of a game. How many times did the defense send six plus rushers? And the Jets sent eight, but how many times they said six plus rushers? In in 258 times? Zero. It's never happened. So this yeah. defensive coordinator is going to do something different. And like, and the first time they did it, Aguilar was wide open, passed, and Carr overthrew him. Carr missed him. Carr yeah. missed him horrifically. Missed yeah. Him. yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, all right, maybe we're going to drop, drop back to safety now because that didn't work. No, safety still jumped. And then Ruggs, he does a, a step, and the DB jumps. What are you jumping for? Like, if the guy caught it there, he'd have to run 30 yards. You would tackle him. But he jumped, and then – Rugs runs right and and Rugs just like goes right by him and runs beats him by like three or four yards at the end. Like it, it was it was so blatant that that they didn't want to win. And the only thing that shocks me is the fact that Williams got fired after the fact. Like I, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking okay, so you actually like I'm thinking you actually made, called that play. Like did you actually call that play without? Wow. Without the GM coming down and saying, or was or was that just the GM saying we're going to fire Williams anyway? Oh my god! And, and and I tell you, if that's the case, then I hope Williams comes out in the next six months or year. Say, yeah, the GM told me to do that. And uh, well, yeah, as soon as his guaranteed contract that's up in two more years, I'm sure we'll get the I'm sure we'll get the and the the uh, Greg Williams uh, autobiography. I'm sure we'll get the whole the, all the details. But so I. I missed it. Like I, I had no idea what was going on uh, until you sent that out, and I watched all the replays and listened to all this stuff. So yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue any rationale as to why you would do it. And the, but I think the worst part about all this is that Gase, right after the game, came out and said, "Well, you know what? We've been having, we've been having a lot of success with it, so I'm okay." With, like Gase came out and said, "I'm okay with what he did," which obviously is bullshit. And then Gase today says, "I fired him." It was my call to fire him. We can't have that. It's not fair to the players. It's like, well, you know what? <laughs> well, what is it? Are you good with it because it was working all day or you're not good with it because it wasn't fair to the players? You shouldn't have done it. Like, clearly, there's a, big, there's right. a whole, there's yes. a whole, there's a whole smoke and mirrors behind this operation. If you're a conspiracy theorist around anything, this fits your mold. You're right. You're right in. And then I agree. The corner who like thought they, uh, Ruggs was running a seven yard out 
and then bit for it when they had one play left. Yeah, that was that was also suspicious. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> oh, it was just a red flag. And then the corners running off the field. He doesn't even look that angry. He's kind of running off the field. I'm like, yeah, yeah you were told to let that guy get open. Yeah, you were, it's, exactly. it's, it's glaringly obvious. It's Shoeless but, Joe. He's Shoeless but, Joe Jackson. But then once again, like, do I blame them? I'm like, you know what? You're not going anywhere this year. You want Trevor Lawrence that bad? You oh can't win God. a game. Well, why win a game? When Jacksonville is only one game, like, why win a game? I, I totally agree. But just come on. Well, listen, as as a better, we got to find a way to capitalize in the next few weeks. Well, I'm going to say every New York Jets money line by the other team, just like they are not going to win a game. So no matter what it is, bet the money line for the other team. Yeah, but And if it's minus 500, still bet it. Yeah, but I almost think now I almost think now they can't put themselves in a situation where they can be competitive. Like I think they've always made it clear now, like we can't even like we can't even fuck around with this. We can't pretend to be trying and actually be up at the end of the game because that's no good. We already tried that and look what happened. Like I think it's now a full on rollover. Whatever the lines are, I'm whatever the spreads are, and it'll be on my picks this week, whatever the spreads are, I am going the other way. I got. I am laying the fucking points against the Jets because I just don't think they can even put themselves in that situation. No, I think this is a calamity. I think all, they've clearly lost whatever whatever locker room they had. Gase's dead. Like it's all over. There's, there is some money. There's an angle here. I'll probably fuck it up, but there's an angle here to make money on the Jets. <laughs> and don't in game it. Whatever you do, not in game it. In game is the death. Of sports wagering, it is especially when you're chasing that favorite team. Oh, the Chiefs! You, you think they're going to come back? And you mean the Chiefs this week? Favorite teams did not come back on Sunday this week. They oh my God, the Chiefs! That was a disaster for me too. The Chiefs killed Seattle. Seattle just destroyed me. Yeah, right. chase them a little bit too. All right, uh, storyline number two. So I must publicly apologize to all the Brown fans out there. Oh. My my comment last week saying Browns were the worst three and eight team three and eight team eight and three eight and three eight sorry eight and three team out there and uh, apparently when they do play in decent weather they're not a bad team they actually they actually like forty one points versus the Titans in a decent decent weather game didn't see that one coming I had bet I had bet the under in that game which was long done at halftime I think yeah, but, the, but the Titans. Um... If you look at how many points they've given up a ton of points this year, the Titans. Like they're not a good defensive team by any stretch. However, I do think um the Browns have a recipe. Like they can run the ball pretty pretty well. They're okay defensively. And if if Mayfield doesn't turn the ball over, like they're pretty competent. Like I that's a team I would not want to play if I didn't have to. Yeah, they uh, that they surprised me. That that was uh that was not what I expected from that for that team. That was last week and Paid the price for it. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I must admit, I well, again, that was the whole one. The whole betting public was on the Titans, which is we got to figure that shit out, right? When the entire planet is betting a team, you just have to go the other way. Yeah, yeah, you just have to. Right? It doesn't feel good when you do it, but it's but it's almost automatic. Yeah, almost automatic. Yep. All right, next one is uh, I have to pay tribute to our third wheel, Mike Denemy, who. In last week's pod announced that the Redskins would knock off the did. the Steelers, who had not last yet lost yet this year, would beat them in the week and not not cover, just he would beat them outright. So well done, Deno. That was that was good money made in your part. Yeah, so you're not here, Deno, to to relish in this uh, great prognostication of his. Yeah, I agree. Listen, but I watched most of that game, and I 
bet Pitts. So this is the other part with him in game betting. Like I bet Pittsburgh first half because I felt they came off that shitty game against the Ravens. Tomlin ripped them publicly. I thought, okay, they're going to, and they did. They cover the first half, and I thought, well, you know what? They're gonna, now they're going to continue to roll. And guess what? They didn't do in the second half. Roll. They did, they did not, not roll. roll. They, they got did. three points. Three points in the second half. Yeah. Yeah, I chased that one. I was chasing that one too. I was oh, chasing that one too. You had to. You had to. And where did these NFC East defenses come from? Like where, oh, where, where, did, where all of a sudden the skins, the Redskins, the Giants? I dare say the NFC East is the toughest division in all of football. Right <laughs> all right, let's still get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of win streaks. They get a lot. They get a four Giants, game, so, two game. Oh, yeah, you pointed that out. The Giants had a four game win streak. We didn't even know that. We talked about that before the pod. We're like, really? Giants have a four goal? Like, well, oh, now it's a five game. It's a five-game one streak. Yeah, because they're now five and seven. They were 0 and seven to start. Wow. I know. Unbelievable. I totally missed that. I know. Probably, I did probably didn't help with my Seahawks bet. Well, I'm guessing, I'm guessing the number of times a team that's on a four-game winning streak didn't cover in that fifth game. I bet you it's small. Yeah. Generally speaking, things are going well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Momentum's in your favor. And I bet, yeah. And sorry. I bet you if you've won four in a row and you're an underdog in that fifth game. I bet you that coverage is like through the roof. Yeah. See, if we had a research team or like an audience of any kind, we'd be able to look this shit up. Or people could tell us. Just yeah. Could tell us. <laughs> yeah, people could tell us. No one's trust me, we're not gonna get one email saying, Hey, here's the stat of that <laughs> fifth game. No one's gonna tell us that. <laughs> uh, all right. Um the only other one, the only other, other thing I had was I, I gotta I gotta make make an announcement on this. My Patriots 45-0 won the Chargers. Where did that come from? Like that I, that's not a great storyline. The Patriots probably aren't going anywhere, but 45-0 victory. Probably that's, aren't going that's anywhere. That's impressive. Probably aren't they're at chance. best they're third in their division, maybe get a wild card. Yeah, uh, and they beat, wild card. The, they beat you're making up they beat the Chargers, a three and nine Chargers team. By 45. Yeah, but what like that's it snowballs. Things get out of control. Special teams. Yeah. Oh my god, Gunner. Gunner was a machine. <laughs> uh, yeah. I listen. I. I feel. Well, here's another one. Here's an because uh, that's Thursday night, right? Oh, wait for my picks. Wait for my picks. But I'll, we'll jump on that too. But that's there's a mistake on the board already. I mean the line. There's a mistake on the board. I didn't have any real other storylines. It was it was a bad week. A bad week in betting. We lost. All the all the big favorites. We'll save that. Save that for the next segment. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other storylines that uh, that we missed here. Well, you know, other than Buffalo last night, we should. Yeah, they, they were good. They, they, they look for real. They look for real. Josh Allen in the pocket threw some good balls. I. They can rein him in. If they can rein Josh in and not do stupid things, man, they they got a good chance with that. I know. With that being said, even though. It, and we keep talking about this. I'm not sure why I believe this anymore, but maybe it's time to get off the Chiefs. Oh, I, right? they, I, they haven't, I, when was the last time they looked really, really dominant or good? It's been a while. Yep. Now, of course, they do have home field advantage now. Now at Pittsburgh lost, they will get the home field advantage, assuming they went out or that you know they they become. Um, so that's a problem. Um, yeah, I, I I think that defense, the Chiefs' defense. I think it's I think it's got holes, and you can keep you can keep the you can keep Mahomes off the field for extended period of time, going against that uh, that Chiefs defense, which I think which I think the uh, um, Steelers will do when the Steelers do play them. I think the Steelers will they'll run the ball to death and try to pound it in there. And I, I, yeah, I 
I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the Chiefs in the in the uh, AFC. But you know what's incredible? I was just going to say, I bet the Chiefs aren't even averaging thirty a game, which not, but they are. They've scored three hundred and seventy points in twelve games, so they're averaging just over thirty points a game. But that comes from a couple of like lopsided victories. There's been a number of games where they're un- held under thirty points, and I agree, their defense is not going to like lock you down. Like from a betting perspective, there's there's value somewhere that we need to try and capitalize on. <laughs> like I don't know where it is. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs, like the Chiefs have the Chiefs have. Miami, New Orleans, Atlanta, and then the Chargers. So they got three. I don't. I don't think the Chiefs go four and zero. I don't think they beat Miami, New Orleans, and Atlanta in three weeks in a row. Well, I just I need them to get one more. As long as they get one more, I don't give a shit. They'll, they'll beat the Chargers. You'll be okay there. Um, well, can they beat them as bad as the Patriots? Patriots? No, they'll probably only beat them. Will spread be forty four, twenty two, nothing or something like that. That'd be it. <laughs> um, I'm, but here's what here's what I suggest to our betting fans, our betting public. Go find the best defense in the AFC, whoever that is, whoever you think the best, and and bet them to come out of it. That's what I would do. So who is you know, that? Could be and it could be Cleveland. Like that could be the play. Cleveland actually is probably not a horrible bet to win to win the AFC. Steelers defense is pretty good. Well, is it? I think it is. is. It, I like, think their I think their offense is is shaky. Oh my god! Well, they don't ever run the ball, ever. Like I, I don't think they had a run in the second half. I'm not joking. And they got a bunch of rookies who catch about one of every three passes that are thrown to them. So they dropped so many. There were some drops. There were definitely some dropsies last night. Yeah, that game, that game was off. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think it, the Browns to win the AFC may not be the worst bet you've ever made. Oof. Yeah. I'm looking through here. The Buffalo. Buffalo's. They're looking well-rounded. Around the team, I know. I just I can't bet on a Buffalo team because <laughs> you you got a history. You you you're, you're tarnished and, the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like they're not a dominant they're not a dominant offensive team. Things have to go in really well for them. I like a team that I like a team that can run the ball to try and win. And I I'm telling you, all right, Cleveland. Hey, we give enough tips. Yeah. If we give enough tips, we'll be right on something. <laughs> well, I agree. Yeah, you got through you got through all the shit against the wall. <laughs> That's how some of it sticks. Can't do a little bit. Uh, all right. Uh, are we in the backyard gambling? Backyard gambling. All right. Here we go. All right. Week 13 wrap up. Deno was leading. Going No, Deno and I actually were tied. We were tied going to last week. Well-versed in your tie. Uh, Deno had the he, – he had he went two and one this week um, with his underpicks. So good good week for him. Goes to 19, 20, and 1 with a percent win percentage of 49%. Getting close back to that 50% figure. Still losing money, but... Yeah, but not kid, horrible. Not, not horrible. horrible. No. Today's NFL. That's, that's not easy. <laughs> Kitsch went uh, 1 and 2. Uh, so 1 and 2 was not great. 18, 21, and 1 puts them at 46%. Uh, one game... Uh, was that? Yeah, one game back at Deno. So still one game back in the lead now. And Bart uh, went 1 and 2 again. So another negative. Way, we call that a solid week in my world. So Bart goes to 16 and 24 for a 40% win percentage, three and a half, three and a half games back of Deno. So it needs, needs, some, needs some help. When we pick three games a week, that uh, you, need, you need a lot of things to work We're running out of time. Uh, I know Deno canceled late last night. Did he even send his picks? No, I got no, I got no picture. Oh, no picks for Deno. Oh, our clubhouse leader. Ouch. Yeah. That one hurts. I just, you know what? Look at the lousy teams in the league and bet the under because that's who he's going to do. Anyway. Well, why don't we'll do this. We will do this for Deno. We will pick the unders for Deno. We can't pick him. Then he'll blame us. That's a no, lose lose proposition. No, no. But he always picks. But he always picks the unders, right? So uh, I'll do that for him. I, I'll make Deno's picks for him. That's fine. 
<laughs> I'm glad he'll feel good. He'll feel good about that. <laughs> you watch. He'll go three and out. My picks for him, I'll go in three, but my picks for him, he'll go. Uh, all right. So here we go. For Deno, how do we do this? We always do the leader, right? So he's going to go where are the Jets. He's going to go Jets under Seattle 47 and a half. That's a Deno under 47 and a half. Jets. Which I, I actually like that one. Uh, he would be all over, all over the Chargers Falcons under 49 and a half. He would. Chargers Falcons for No, he wouldn't go he there. Would. He, he's, he's like he that. He, no, he picks the lousy teams. He goes under the Giants. He'll go under the Giants. Giants Cardinals. Under, all right, we'll give him. All right, let's. All right, well, fine. We'll give him the Giants Cardinals under forty-five because he likes that. And then uh, he'll go Washington under two, won't he? Sure. I don't know. Would he? Yeah, forty-three and a half against the Niners. Yeah, he liked that. Oh, he liked that one. Yeah. There you go. Okay, we'll do that. There you go, Danny. You're welcome. Forty-three and a half. I'll reach out to him. He can adjust as he needs to, but I'll, I'll reach out to him. To him. We, we think these are his, are his selections. <laughs> no, no, those are his picks. That's it. Those are his picks. What's this on the pod? What's this out there for the public? Those are his picks. Uh, all right, you're up. I'm up. I I am going to go with, uh, I'm going to ride my Jacksonville pick over Tennessee. Wow. Plus, how many, how many points are you getting that? Seven and a half? What's the line on that one? You know? Jacksonville still have a team? I don't even, like, I don't even see it. Uh oh, they're plus seven and a half. Plus seven and a half. Yep. So I love that. Jacksonville's been covering a lot of games lately. I don't mind it. Uh I'm going to take New Orleans minus is it the seven? Is it seven? Is it still at seven? No, it's that today. They're minus seven over the Eagles. Yep. Over the, over the Eagles. Eagles. I think the Eagles are terrible. I oh we didn't even talk about uh, uh, uh Wentz and uh Trubisky. No, it's thirty seconds. <laughs> so what's so we called last week's pod. We said like the top two court, worst two quarterbacks in the league were Trubisky and Wentz, and they they proved it. They made us look actually quite smart this week because they were a disaster. Wentz gets benched. Wentz gets benched. I, I, but again, I'm going to go back to what I said last week. I just can't get over that that guy before the Super Bowl, before he got hurt, he was an, he was going to win the MVP. Like you can't win the MVP of the NFL and then be this horrible. But again, you know, I was thinking about this today. Actually, you draft. So here's Wentz who's got four years left on his contract, making $30 million a year. So like they're committed, right? They, they can't get out of it. But then you draft an Alabama slash Oklahoma quarterback uh, in the second round. Like when you draft another young quarterback, when you draft a quarterback and you're a young quarterback, that is a, just a telltale sign of, guess what? We're not really sure what we've got here. Yeah. Like, I don't think that helps your psyche. I don't think that helps anything, your game preparation. I think that's constantly like, I got to go prove myself here every single game. And of course, every quarterback needs to do that. However, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. They did not help it by drafting Hurts. That was not a, yeah. I, I think that it's not a confidence boost. <laughs> no, at all. All right. Because it's not it's like they're going to Hurts. Hey, you know what? Sit in the bench for seven years and then we'll bring you in. Yeah. As a second round draft choice. Yeah. That's, yeah. That would, but yeah, you're right. You're right. That, we did look like geniuses for that. And the, and the, and the Trubisky, Trubisky, like, Fumbles, they got the lead, and he fumbles on the five yard line, his own five yard line, at the end of the game. Like you can't, you can't cough the ball up there. Like you have to get rid of it. I know the defensive, I know the offensive lineman had a bad block and let the guy sort of get in there, but Jesus Christ! I think I did otherwise I'd be o two and one. <laughs> What's that? I would have oh. been o two and one if he scored that touchdown. <laughs> That's true. You didn't need to try it. You didn't need to try it for your one and two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So there's one for you. No, that's two. 
Philly, uh, Jacksonville and, and New Orleans. Yeah. And then and my third one is the Hotlanta Falcons minus two and a half over the 45 nothing Los Angeles Chargers. Well, I, I'm not going to argue that one. I think that actually, uh, I like it. I like Hotlanta too, but now you picked them. I cannot. So I, have to, I have to go somewhere else. But yes, I, let's say the Chargers are, they're done. They're horrible. Their coach is horrible. Uh, Hebert, I love him. But that was like, that was, he was terrible. He wasn't very good either. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Something's not good. Something's not good in San Diego. You're right. That's, that's a good, that, you know what? What was that line? One? I guess two. I, I got two or two and a half. Sorry, two and a half. Two and it's half. two and a half. That could be a starish play of the week. But let me start, let me start with my, I mean, but I want to go back to your bear thing. So if, if who, who wins, who wins the, uh, MV, the, uh, rookie MVP? Uh, well, so I'm not as well versed in this as I probably should be for a sports podcaster that I am. Uh, however, uh, the Jefferson kid out of Minnesota, who yeah. was hot, like he started off house on fire. I think he had four or five really, really good games, but then he had three, four games. No, you didn't hear from him. And now he's back to having good games again. But it also helps when your team does what they did last week, when they get down big to Jacksonville and they got to chuck it all over the yard. And Jacksonville shit like those are those are dream scenarios for quarterbacks, receivers, all that stuff. Yeah. Not for player prop owners, not dreams for that at all. Nope. Nope. Um, so I, I think he's the only other real candidate right now. I mean, Burrow would have been there, but he's hurt, obviously. So, uh, yeah. And are you going to give it to Hebert, who's like they could end up being four and twelve or three and thirteen? Be hard to give it to him, but it's also hard to give it to a receiver on a non-playoff team. So, yeah. I don't know. You know what? That's outside of my my domain, my field of expertise. That's outside of my field of expertise. Can I make my picks? I make my picks? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. You make your picks. Fire away. All right. So I'm going to save. So if everyone recalls early in the season, I had a twenty five thousand star lock play of the year. It was it was uh, Vegas at home to the Broncos, which was a winner. Which that should count for something. By the way, when I give it like that kind of star play and it wins, that should count for like five or six points. But whatever. I think, I think you've lost, you lost some star plays along the way. I think too. Though, I think I don't think I've lost any star plays. <laughs> yeah. Not twenty five thousand. Don't remember. Twenty five thousand above. <laughs> but I'm going to give you a greater than twenty five thousand star play this week. Uh, but can I just say? So here we go. Uh, my first play of the week are is the San Francisco 49ers. Minus three at home to the Washington football team. But let me tell you why. Because the NFL doesn't make any sense. Right? Doesn't make everyone loved uh San Fran this week against Buffalo. They put like shit. They got destroyed. Nobody liked Washington. They all like Pittsburgh. Next year, I'm just telling you, this is a mix-up game. It's a total mix-up game. We take the Niners because no one thinks they should win. They shouldn't be getting why are they laying points? No one knows. Just trust me. This is a winner. It's good. I like that strategy for you because you're every other strategy doesn't work. So no, I, I like this. I like this. That's my you. point. This is like yeah. Costanza. I'm gonna do the opposite. That's uh, true. We, we talked about this. Like the smart money is is finding stuff that doesn't make sense in NFL. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that one doesn't make sense. Is everyone said because Washington's won two big games during the hunt. Trust me, the Niners minus three. I like it. Uh, second one was just a. This is a big one, uh, and I really do like this one. I don't love it as much as my last play of the game, but I do like it. The rumbling, stumbling Buffalo Bills. Minus two and a half at home to Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's a pretender. I think they've been they've lost four starters on defense in the last two weeks. Buffalo looks really good. They're at home. Tough place to play. Fans are no fans. I'm telling you. Buffalo minus two and a half. Buffalo by field goal. 
Buffalo's going to win that game, so I think they're going to win by two and a half. That that defies your your previous theory. So your pre your the first pick was the team. So Pittsburgh's on a low, Buffalo's on a high. So you're you're you're, you're kind of contradicting your first your first pick to the second one there. Well, I don't think anyone should be paying attention to the to the to how I go from game to game. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, all right. I, mean, I don't like. There's a trend here in my thinking. I'm 16 and 24. No consistency in my thinking. Uh, but here it is. Are we ready for this? The 50,000 oh, star, 50,000 star lock of the year. And this one, and you know what? Listen to the pod early. Don't wait till Friday to listen to this pod because it is the LA Rams minus five against the upstart New England Patriots. Whoa, whoa. Yes. Whoa. This is. Again, makes no think about New England who, who they beat and like they Arizona sucks. Obviously, we've, they've proven that they beat San Diego. Who gives a fuck? They beat San Diego, and now the Ram, the Rams who look decent all of a sudden. Now, granted, they just beat Arizona, so it doesn't matter. But uh, I'm telling you, this is it. If you have fifty bucks in your betting account, or if you have fifty thousand, you let it all go on the fifty thousand fifty thousand star lock. Of the season, forty-five nothing. Coming up, a forty-five nothing victory. They LA Rams riding high, riding high. This right. line, this line two weeks ago would have been minus eleven. Think about that. Just think about it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Take take it for what it's worth. Yeah, take it for, for what it's worth. All right. In the uh, in the, we can't beat them, but we sure can cover a race. A lot of options this week. A lot of options this week. Last last week. Um, you saw, I write that down. You saw that with, uh, here we are. Uh, Kitch leading the way. He took Jack, Jacksonville over Mini, plus the nine and a half. Yeah, winner. Lost by lost by three. It's perfect. Great scenario. Another one. Moves up to a, that should be the half point. Moves up to a total of six. Deno with his Washington over Pittsburgh. He had, he had he, too bad. Too bad they won. Like he did, he did bet the money line. So he made some money there. But he gets, he gets a half for that one. And then Bart had the Giants over Seattle, uh, plus 10. Giants won, another half. So Kitch at six, Deno at five, Bart at four. Good lead, good lead for Kitchen. I, I got to make some hay here. I, really, <laughs> I, need, I need, yeah, I need a couple of good weeks, but I'm ready. I'm right. Oh, right, oh, this week, if you don't get any of it right, you go down minus half, unless you're in the third. <laughs> All right, whatever. The equalizer rule. I like it. <laughs> All right, I'm going, I'm going with I am going with, and I'm riding them again. This is my third week in a row riding, riding these guys. Is Jacksonville over Tennessee plus the seven and a half? Was it seven and a half? Uh, yeah, it is. yeah, plus seven and a half. Um, they they're tough to like. They are not a one win team. They they are in a lot of games. They just can't finish. Just can't finish. Yeah, so I'm like the Jets. They're making you believe they're actually like trying. Yeah, yeah. They make you feel like this is like they're really grinding this shit out. Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. That's a good pick. I can't pick it now, but it, obviously, it's a good pick for you. So we got to pick for Deno. Uh, so I think uh, we should pick the Giants for Deno plus what's, two and a half. What, what's Washington? We go this. <laughs> That's his team. That's his team. Know, it's, tough. it's tough to pick a TV. We sh- we can't be. We sure can't cover. And it's plus three. That's really the Giants are only two and a half. I was kidding when I said the Giants. <laughs> Uh, but how about this? Why don't we do it? And I think this is actually fair. Why don't we pick 
Um, the Jets, Graham, plus 13 and a half. It's a big spread. It's the biggest spread out there. Actually, I like, I like, I'd pick Miami for them. I'd Miami, be, Miami or the KC plus, plus what, seven? Plus seven, sure. Like that's, I think that's my second pick. All right. It's fine. We'll do that. I've got, I've got another one for me. Now, finally, I get to pick my home team. I finally get to pick my home team on this one. Thank goodness. I'm taking the football Lions plus seven <laughs> after a moment, a monumental W. The Windy City, still dreaming of playoffs potentially. Packers haven't been great on the road all season. Plus seven, and they're not going to win, but they—I think they cover. Yeah, they right. put me down for a full point right now. <laughs> right, yeah, well, apparently that's how the scoring's going to work anyway. So, all right, so we got to hurry up. We're, we're like we're almost an hour into this. We got to hurry up. Uh, all right, where are we at? Are we done? We're done with Packers. You're at. Uh, oh, do you want to give your twenty-seven college picks? College picks, yeah. College picks. I got three for this week. I say Kentucky Russ believes uh, that the fact that we're in um, that he, the fact that I'm in South SEC country, he believes that we should all be giving college picks every week too. He might be right. He might be right. True, true. Although you guys, uh, you know have to... here's my college pick for the week: Alabama first. Alabama. Half. Alabama <laughs> and first half. game and game and game first quarter. first quarter half game. Bet it all. So Alabama's minus thirty two over Arkansas. Like they. They they could destroy any team. So right right, Bama has not Bama has not lost a full game cover, and they've only lost one first half cover all all year. So right, I'm gonna ride that train ride all year long. So Bama minus three to Arkansas. Get on that one. I like Iowa plus plus the one and a half. I think the Lions Iowa? plus one Iowa half over Iowa. Iowa Iowa over over Wisconsin. Wisconsin is not very good. They show that week after week. Iowa plays a tough defense, tough run game. I'm going to get on Iowa or Wisconsin. And my last one for out there that's a little bit out there, some MAC action. I look at Buffalo, Akron, over 59. Buffalo does nothing but score. That was that eight-touchdown play by the running back a few weeks back. So he, got, he got 48 points on his own. But Buffalo will score 50 points in that game. Akron needs to score 10. So I like that Buffalo and Akron over 59. Those are my three, three for the week. Okay, well, listen. As you were talking, I just bet the uh, Alabama first first half minus, minus, minus seventeen and a half minus seventeen, 17 and a half. Ooh, that's low. <laughs> that's crazy to say that, but yeah, that's where we're at. That is where we're at. I would I would have guessed twenty one. I would have guessed twenty one on, on that on that line. And so you said, sorry, I wasn't listening because I was betting. Uh, you Buffalo Akron over? Yeah, or fifty nine. Okay. Black and over. Yeah. All right, that's you know what? I can't believe that's on a lot of people's boards. That's insight. That's right. insight. <laughs> just because you said Akron has to score ten points is not making insight. That's just math. That's just doing math. The running back is a machine for Buffalo. <laughs> what are you? Twenty-seven touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, where are we? But, uh, uh, what, what drives you? What drives you? I listen. I have so many. I have so many, but unfortunately, so I'll start us off, but I, unfortunately, being a parent to a 15-year-old has trumped it. Uh, so let me let me set the stage here. <laughs> so in this house, which is, it's, it's not a huge house, it's a nice house, but, uh, and much to my chagrin, I don't like it, but Bobby's room ended up being with his own ensuite bathroom, which I think is ridiculous for any child to have an ensuite, like a, I've had an ensuite once in my life, the same house that Bobby's had his ensuite. Okay. 
That's what we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for whatever reason, and we know like we're never in that bathroom. He's the only one who uses it. We're never in it. So um, on Saturday, I'm in a golf tournament. Becky's in a tennis tournament. The kids are at home with the new dog by themselves. And next thing you know, I get this phone call. The kids are like, the alarm's going off. We can't turn it off, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Mom has the code. I don't have the code. I can't turn it off. I don't to call you. Well, mom's playing tennis, so no one's answering. Next thing I get a call back, and it's like, the carbon monoxide sensor is going off, Dad. What should I'm like, well, what should you do? You should get the fuck out of the house is what you should do. <laughs> First things are, and you know what? Maybe leave the dog indoors, and we'll see if the carbon monoxide is real. Yeah. But, well, that's, that's our yeah, test. Yeah. Whatever. Either way, kids, get out of the house. So we do that. The kids are like, now the kids are out, but I'm, I can't leave where I am. Like I'm too far. Like I was going to like our house is on the golf course. So I was going to be there, like in half an hour. So I'm going to get there, but just get out of the house and we'll get there when I get there. Anyways, the guy I'm golfing with, Hatler. Uh, we find time we get there. Becky's been called and we're all at the house. Uh, we determine that there's been water leakage. Why the carbon monoxide sensor went off, I'll never know. But there's been water leakage underneath in the garage, which just happens to be below where Bobby's uh, bathroom is. So Hatler knows what he's doing. You know, he builds houses and shit. So like next thing you know, he's punching holes and just water comes gushing out. Oh, of the walls? <laughs> the wall, of the drywall, the ceiling. Oh. Yeah, water's coming out. I'm like, so now we're thinking uh, cracked pipe. Uh, we're thinking like, this could be like, we don't have water for the next two months. Like we have to move out. Like we're, gonna, we're looking at rentals. Like this could all be bad, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... So we're like, Bobby, what's going on? Like, he's like, well, the shower has been backed up for the last four or five days. I'm like, well, what do you mean it's been backed up? He's like, well, when I take a shower, the, the water doesn't drain properly. And like, when I open the shower door, water comes out. <laughs> so now we're calling, we call a plumber because it's the weekend and we're sitting there. We're now fearful of the fact that we're not going to have water. So the plumber comes in. So the plumber's listening to the story. He's like, well, you know what? I, and he's like, now we've got, Drywall is like out of the garage ceiling. It's just yeah. out. We have bare pipes at this stage. So he's sitting there going, because he's going through all that. He's like, well, now that I hear this, um, let's have a look at the shower. So he walks up there and he brings his plunger with him, by the way. Uh, so Bobby's there to explain to him what's happening. He's like, and he's like, oh, look at the grout. There's a couple of cracks in the grout. And like, There's a chance that for four or five days, the water has been overflowing from the shower, seeping through uh, the grout and just like, backfilling into this part of the of the pipe system like with this excess water that finally after five days said you know i've had enough we're gonna start leaking so he takes the plunger he does one plunge on the shower drain and he literally says the words that should take care of that <laughs> so i'm now like i'm ready to lose my mind so we turn the we, so we turn the water off. We turn the water back on. There's no leaks anywhere. The water, everything's flowing as it should, as a properly built system should. Everything works. He's like, yeah, my work's done here. I should probably. I'm like, yeah, your work is done here, except for like the three thousand dollars worth of drywall damage that you caused to open to look at all the pipes and the five hundred dollar bill for the ten minute visit. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> on the weekend. On the weekend. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was weekend hours for sure. Uh, but super nice dude. Piper's, uh, if, if there's anyone listening locally, Piper's Plumbing, I recommend them. Great guy. Great guy. Knows what he's doing. Uh, so one plunge. Yeah. One yeah. Plunge. Well, I couldn't, uh, one plunge. He's like, that should take care of that. 
I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So he leaves and I'm just staring at Bobby. Like, are you for five days? You've been having a drain back up water seeping out of the shower. You didn't say a word to anybody. Like Becky walked in and when she's like, why is your bath mat soaking wet? And he's like, Oh, cause what? like, it's just like, is that possible? Is it possible for 15 year old for five days straight to take a shower, see the water backing up, have it seep out of the shower, get everything on the floor, completely soaking wet and not say anything to an adult. Go, Hey, um, there might be a problem with my shower with my ensuite shower. There might be a fucking problem. Well, I'll tell you what, his reaction to the whole situation made matters worse. He was somewhat incredulous to like, oh, well, okay, well, I guess I'm sorry. It's not, it's not my fault. Guess, yeah, you guess it's not my sorry. Oh, I, I, was, I was enraged. So anyways, you know what? Water damage, uh, unnecessary water damage is what drives me crazy this week. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> I was. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe so it. So I'm following up to last week because I got cut off last week. So I, they are, yeah, we the thing timed out. So I'm going to bring bring up last week's again because I it happened again this week. And I was I watched a lot of college football on Saturday this week. I sat down for a good ten hour stint, and and I I do I do enjoy watching college more than NFL. So that was that was a, it was a good day for me. But I still my 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 biggest beef is when you have fourth and and six inches or fourth and one why are you lining up in the shotgun like like why why are you starting four yards deep when you have to get now you got to get five yards no so why so would you go for it on fourth and five because that's what you're doing you're going for it on fourth and five when you when you start in a shotgun there has to be an offense i like that it's like going for it on fourth and five you're right that's that's well said actually you didn't see that last week. This is good. You got a week to think about. It. That's smart. Yeah. So the and so do you not have a quarterback sneak option or or something that that runs or even if you're going to drop back like like take the snap and then drop back four steps and run a play because they're thinking you're going to run the ball. Like it, it it shocks me that coaches continue to run the shotgun on fourth and inches. There must be some math out there or something. But but well, it drives me crazy. But how about this? Um, again, to our our listening audience and our research staff, let's look this one up. Someone come back. Someone sent us an email on this. How many times with less than a yard to gain has a quarterback sneak not been successful? It, it, it can't, it cannot be less than 10% of the time. Yeah. Right. I bet you the quarterback sneak with less than a yard to go is over 90% successful. Right. So how are you not factoring? Like for all the statisticians out there, for all the, the analytics guy, like how is that not factored into? Yeah. You know, we're just going to play the odds here. You know the shift, the shift to baseball. He's a pull hitter. We're going to shift the the shortstop over second base. How about that? And the quarterback, quarterback doesn't have to go to the middle. Like he's got options. He can he can go left to the guard, right to the guard, two guards down, and go right to that one. Like like you you can be a little creative, but start at the line of scrimmage and just lean forward when you're when you're going. Like it's considering you have a thousand pounds directly in front of you. It's hard to go backwards. It is. It's hard to go back. Even no, when you're I, running into another thousand pounds, you can still get some inertia off that. I, I totally agree. It, it, that it, when you think about that, less than a yard to go, why you're not quarterback sneaking it every single time is ridiculous. Yeah. It is, it is. You know what? Good call. I'm glad you brought it back up for two weeks in a row. I mean, now we've only heard it once on the pod. It'll only be once, but that's smart. It's good. Uh, all right. Listen, quickly. We're God, an hour. And, maybe Deno is not the problem. <laughs> no, AOB. I've got one thing for AOB. I got two. 
I'll start with one and then you can come in the middle and I'll finish. And I have three. <laughs> All right, go ahead. So my first one is breaking news. So half an hour, half an hour before the game tonight, our, our loving Des Bryant tested positive. So he's playing against his Cowboys. He's meeting the guys. He's hugging them on the field before the game. The, 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 he, there's pictures of him of him surrounding himself with his ex, ex-teammate, ex-management, all the guys from the Cowboys. He gets yanked to get tested half an hour before the, before the game, and he's positive. So then he comes out. He says, that's it. I'm mailing in for the year. I can't take this anymore. It's not worth it. And he just he just quits on the year because of his positive test. So once again, Des Bryant loves Des Bryant. He, he's, he's all about Des Bryant. Not going to be great for Bobby's uh, fantasy team when he picked him up seven weeks ago on the practice roster. But uh, I agree. But I'm just gobsmacked. They can take a test, not have the results and have that guy on the field. Like I would just assume everyone who's been on the field at some stage has already been pre clear with their, with their negative tests. Like it's just amazing to me that they were waiting for a test that could come a half hour before a game. Well, and, and why, why, why are you testing half hour? Like, would you not, yeah. Would you not run the test in the afternoon? Like why are you testing it yesterday? Half whatever before- it is. Half hour before kickoff. That's bizarre. But how is there not a rule until you have your negative test? You can't be on the field. You cannot, like, you gotta be nice. Like, you just should be, like, you should be allowed in the locker room. But yeah, that one's, that one's crazy to me. All right. So, go, go, ahead, go ahead with yours. So, very quickly, uh, read an article this morning about how LeBron was hurt by some of the comments that Kyrie had made about him. And I didn't, I missed this. We missed this during the, the bubble uh, finals. This is game two. Uh, or somewhere in between game two, Kyrie made some comment on KD's podcast about how uh, until KD was on his squad, he'd always looked down the bench and thought, I'm the only or the best option to take the last game shot. That no one else that he trusted to take the last game or the last uh, second game winning shot. So think about that for a second. He played with LeBron James for three years in Cleveland. To whether he believes it, like he might believe he was the best option, but to suggest there's no one else that he trusted to do that when you're dealing with the second <laughs> best player, probably of all time, arguably the first for a lot of people, and who has made a number of game winning shots in his career. Just like what a horrible thing to have said yeah. and just stupid and not out of, out of touch with reality. Like, the fact that I have to sit here and defend LeBron James, who I hate as a basketball player uh, for well-documented reasons, this goes to show you what a douchebag Kyrie. So you know what, Kyrie, how about that? Like, enjoy the 28 games you're going to play this year with Kevin Durant because you'll get hurt like you normally do. You'll be out of the playoff. Like, you're just a bad teammate. You've destroyed the I, locker room. Nobody get along with anybody. Like, not not working in a reality that's even remotely accurate. No. I can't stand him. You know what? I now hate Kyrie more than LeBron. Yeah. Uh, number one hate. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And LeBron, LeBron took the high road on this too. So it was actually good. His, his response. Well, you know what? Kind of. But then yet again, LeBron kept referring to him as kid <laughs> in the interview. I love that kid. I did everything I could for that kid. I wanted that kid to win. See, he said, he. these are his words. I wanted that kid to win MVP. LeBron's never played with anybody where he's wanted that person to win the MVP over him. So that's oh, bullshit too. That's true. That is true. So that's LeBron being, that's why we hate LeBron for that shit. Yeah. I hate Kyrie more. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Wait. 
All right, my my third one, which was topical today, so Ohio the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, so Michigan now has the COVID outbreak, and they're supposed to play them this week. So Michigan has said, well, Big Ten's come out and cancel that game because Michigan's got too many issues. And the rules in place before the season were if if, if you do not play six games, you are not able to play in the championship game, and you probably get shunned upon for the for the playoffs. But but so. As of now, as of now, Ohio State cannot play in the Big Ten championship game. So, the Michigan athletic director has come out and said, "No, this is not right. Like we're the ones that have screwed up here, and and there's no reason we should be punishing Ohio State for this." So they're gonna they're having a meeting tomorrow on on whether they're gonna do this, and are they, are they going to move that number to five games and and I guess bone Indiana to a certain degree, or are they gonna keep it at six and it's gonna be Indiana and Northwestern in the Big Ten championship game and uh, and no. Uh, know the Ohio State? Well, listen, a couple of things. Uh, the conspiracy theorists from a couple of weeks ago were suggesting this could happen. As soon as Michigan came up with their outbreak, people were like, oh, this is great. They'll they'll screw our Ohio State on purpose. They'll they'll say they have more COVID cases than they do. They can't get a team. I don't think any of that's actually happened here. I think that's bullshit. Like, I think uh, there's enough respect for that rivalry that would and the, the school wouldn't let that happen whether Harbaugh wanted to let it happen or not the school wouldn't let it happen so I don't I don't believe in any of that stuff but here's I must admit I do kind of believe the Big Ten was idiotic from day one when they canceled their season then oh we're not going to cancel it because we talked to Trump or you know we we you know we're going to follow the scientists and all the scientists said the last thing you should be doing is playing football and they went again like so they don't know what the fuck they're doing they're a terribly run organization guess what stick with your fucking rules if this is the rules you came up with and it sucks for Ohio State because you didn't have the foresight to figure all this shit out or see what would have been reasonable or to go hey you know what maybe we won't do that maybe we'll add an extra week to the season so that they can play the game like guess what Indiana should not get screwed out of this. Ohio State, I hate to say it, because Ohio State's probably good enough to play for the national championship, but the rules are the rules. And by the way, there's absolutely nothing stopping the committee yeah. from putting them in as the fourth best team. In, in, the, in, the, in the playoffs. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing stopping that the playoff committee from That's right. So maybe they missed the Big Ten. Maybe the Big Ten stick with the rules and they could still get voted. Because I think they would still get voted into the national. To the, to well, they the probably NCAA. should, considering, yeah. The, yeah, considering the state of the NCAA. But like, I just think the, the Big Ten, for all their stupidity, should stick to their guns and go, well, this is what we came up with. This is what we all agreed to. Because all the Big Ten commissioners agreed to it. It's like, well, then that's what it is. Yeah. So well, we'll, find, we'll find out tomorrow. By the, by the time you listen to this pod, you'll have the answer for that. You'll know the answer. That's correct. It's absolutely correct. Speaking of which, this pod's over. All right. Pod's take officially us, over. Take us home, Kawhi. Take us home. Kawhi up top. Looks at the clock. Turns the corner for the win. 